Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. horse with a speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Hyo Silver, the Lone Ranger. As faithful Indian companion Toto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come Silver, let's go, big fellow. I'm Silver. Rex Norton was a big man and a tough one. He laughed at the law and all that it meant. And with a few well-chosen men, he led an outlaw gang that was notorious from Arizona to the Gulf. On several occasions, he had managed to get the sheriff and his men away from one town or another by trickery. Oh, 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 oh. Yes, he falls. <laughs> sheriff! You better get some men together, Prando. We saw some rustlers running off some cattle from the Bar L range. Rustlers, you say? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we was coming along the trail and we saw them. They had bandanas covering their faces. We know they're rustlers. Well, thanks for the tip-off. You and the posse hurry, you might catch up with them. We'll come along and show you where we saw them. Good, I'll have men together in ten minutes. Then we'll be ready to ride with you. Hey, Jim, Frank, get a posse together. And so, accompanied by the two strangers, the sheriff and the posse rode after the rustlers they'd been told about. But while they were gone on their wild goose chase, Rex Norton and the rest of his men held up the town bank. Later, at a distant county, another sheriff was sitting in his office when an excited man hurriedly entered. Hey, sheriff. What's up, mister? I was coming along the west trail when I heard shots. 
I saw where the trail wound around a hill some distance away, and it looked to me like a stage holdup. You better get out there. Great day. I'll get my men together and get right out there. You want to come along? I'd like to, but I got to ride through to Pecos before dark. It just thought I ought to tell you, though. Glad you did, mister. We'll get out there and see if we can trail them outlaws. Adios! And while the sheriff and his men were on the way to the mythical stage holdup, the cafe in their town was robbed by Rex Norton and his gang. After using these tricks several times, warnings went out to the lawmen about Rex's method of getting them away from town. But they were confused when something happened in another town that was similar but with different results. Oh, hold there, hold, hold. What's the excitement, mister? You seem to be in a hurry. I came for the sheriff. I'm the sheriff. What's the trouble? Outlaws are holding up the train east of here. Near Rocky Gulch. Yes, what? You better get a posse quick, Sheriff. Maybe you can catch up yeah, with it. Come on. Hold on. Hey, what the... This gun says you and I are going to have a little talk, yeah, mister. What's, what's, what's the idea? Here. Come to report a train robbery and you pull a gun oh, on me. Quiet idea? down, everybody. Quiet down. Well, what is the idea, Sheriff? Aren't you going to go out to Rocky Gulch? Well, what about those outlaws? Listen, all of you. Lots of sheriffs in this territory were fooled by someone reporting something that happened. Then when they rode away from town... An outlaw gang rode in and pulled a job without interference. I reckon I'm one sheriff that ain't going to be fooled. And I'm holding this hombre here till I find out just what's what. Well, that's good idea, Sheriff. But an hour later, when the train pulled into town, the sheriff got quite a surprise. She's late. Better find out if anything did happen, Sheriff. Yeah, ask the conductor. He's getting old. That train's late lots of times. I know that hombre was just Sheriff, trying to... Sheriff, you're just the man I want to see. We were held up and robbed near Rocky Gulch a while ago. They took everything they could find. Gone, the stranger was right. He come for help an hour ago. What? Someone come after you an hour ago, you could have maybe caught up with that gang. Why didn't you get some men and come out there, Sheriff? Well, you see, I... By thunder, what's a sheriff to think these days anyway? I was sure that hombre was lying like the men who went to those other lawmen in the past. And all the time he was telling the truth. I'd better get to the jail and release him. Then get a posse after that gang. And so it was that Rex Norton caused confusion among the lawmen. So that whenever a report came to them, they were not sure whether it was true. The Lone Ranger had heard of the manner in which Rex Norton operated. And he and Tonto had taken up the trail of the gang as they headed into the Southwest Territory. The masked man and the Indian were approaching the town of Big Bend when they decided to find a campsite. Rex Norton and his gang have covered practically every town we've passed through, Tonto. Yet no one has been able to stop them. Is that right? According to reports, his trickery has the sheriffs and the towns throughout the territory confused. Ah, me hear that. Last raid happened in the town we passed yesterday. I feel that Norton and his gang are somewhere in this vicinity. He covers his tracks well. We could get a line on their hideout, and we could act. That's not easy, Kimosabe. Yes, I know. Now look, Tonto. There's a place that would make a good campsite. Over to the left. We go there, and we can decide how to go about getting a line on Rex Norton and his gang. Come on, Silver. Get him up, Scout. <laughs> After the Lone Ranger and Tonto had pitched camp and had discussed various plans, the Indian rode to the town of Big Rock to get a few supplies for their short stay. When he entered the general store, Tonto waited patiently while the storekeeper waited on another man at the counter. Well, there you are, mister. 
You sure got a lot of stuff here. If I reckon I have. Anything else you want? Nope, that's all. How much? Yeah, now I got to do a bit of figuring here, man. Let me see. 25, 30. Uh, strange around town, aren't you? Yeah, I guess I am. That's what I thought. <laughs> I haven't seen you around here before. Oh, I forgot the price of the bacon. Better add that on, too. Well, how much does it come to? That's exactly $40.10. $40.10. Here you are. Ah, well, thanks a lot. You must be from one of the ranches outside of town. Is that it? Nope. Yeah, I kind of figured I might be wrong, seeing as you don't have a ranch rig waiting outside. I got an extra horse to do my packing. Yeah, and you must have some friends staying with you to get all that stuff. <laughs> Look, since you're so curious, mister, I'll tell you. I'm fixing on doing some prospecting out in the hills. I'm laying in a good supply of vittles so they won't have to be coming to town all the time. Oh, so you're a prospector, eh? Well, yeah. I hope you strike it rich, mister. Thanks, partner. Now, if you just help me out with these things, I'll be on my way. Me help. Well, it's all right with me, Indian, if you want it. Grab some of them. Let's go. Yeah. Now. Yeah, me get rest. I'll open the door for you. Come again when you need some more, stranger. Yep, thanks. Come on, Indian. Uh-huh. Here's my horses. Put those packages in the saddlebag there. Uh-huh. There. Yeah, that'd carry all right. Yeah, I guess that'll do. The storekeeper sure is a gabby old glute. <laughs> Wants to know everybody's business. Well, thanks for the help, Indian. Here. Here's a silver dollar for your trouble. May not need that for helping. All right. That's the way you feel about it. I'll be getting along now. Steady, boy. Adios. Adios. Get up there. As the stranger rode away leading his pack horse, Tonto stood watching. He had heard what was said in the store, and he had observed several things that set him thinking. Tonto's long association with the Lone Ranger had taught him to notice things that others would have left unnoticed. Him say him prospector, but him have smooth hands, and him have saddle horse, not pack horse. Me follow, find out where him go, then go tell Lone Ranger. Steady, Scout. Get him up, Scout. For some time, Tonto, who was used to trailing someone without being seen, followed the man who had purchased the supplies. The Indian noticed that the man finally turned off the main trail onto a side trail that led into the rocky foothills of the nearby mountains. Meantime, the man leading the pack horse rode into a small canyon and pulled rein before a deserted mine shaft. Rex Norton came out to meet him. Oh, oh, there, oh. Hi, Jay. You get the supplies all right? Yep, got them all. <laughs> sure is a nosy storekeeper they got in that town. Ask all sorts of questions. But I gave him good answers. Huh. We'll hold up here for a few days and maybe get a chance to pull a job before we leave. <laughs> You sure nobody got suspicious of you in town? Yeah, I'm sure. Why should they? We can't take any chances. Now take the stuff into the shaft where the others are waiting. Tell them to store it away and put up the horses. Then you come out here to the shack. I want to talk over some plans with you. All right, Rex. Come on, get up. Hey, Rex, wait a minute. Yeah, it looks like Hank and Bill got someone with them. Oh, 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 oh,
All right, get down, Indy. Get moving that shack where you see that armory waiting. Hey, what is this? Why you got your gun on the redskin, Hank? Me and Bill was up the trail a bit. We got behind some boulders when Jake come along, just to make sure nobody was following him. This engine come along a few minutes ago trailing Jay. He jumped him, took his guns, and brought him here. So somebody did follow Jay after all, huh? Bring the redskin in the shack. All right, let's go inside. Well, Indian, you got some explaining to do. It better be good. Trailing Jay, that is easy to see. Yeah, yeah, I know. But what I want to know from him is why he was trailing Jay. Speak up, redskin. Why did you trail one of our men from town? Him, say him, prospector. Me come find out. Maybe get job. Don't give that kind of an answer. No Indian goes out of his way to look for a job if he can help it. Yeah, here's Jay now. Jay, ever see this redskin before? Sure, but how'd he get here? I left him back in town. You mean you thought you did, Jay. He trailed you here and we jumped him out at the big boulders on the side trail. He was in the store when the storekeeper was asking all those questions, Rex. Something must have made this Indian suspicious of him. You know, there's something unusual about this redskin, anyhow. What do you mean, unusual? Now, take a second look at the way he's dressed, for instance. I noticed that in town. Yeah, he is dressed better than most Indians. See, you're right, Jay. And did you notice that paint horse he was riding? It's a beauty. And look at the guns we took from him. Yeah. Mighty fine guns for a redskin. Here's another thing. He helped me load the pack horse in town. I offered him a silver dollar. But he turned it down. Now, that's unusual, too, for a redskin. That's right, it is. They're usually out for what they can get. What's all that add up to in your mind, Jay? Fine paint horse, good clothes, fine guns, and not needing money that's offered him. Well, I admit it's got me thinking, Hart. But not hard enough. Why do you think we left Arizona Territory, where there was so much for the taken? You said it was because of the masked man, the Lone Ranger. Well, what's he... Hey, I'm beginning to get it. What's that? The Lone Ranger rode around with a sidekick, an Indian, remember? And that Indian rode a paint horse, was well-dressed, and carried fine guns. It all adds up. This redskin is the Indian that rides with a Lone Ranger. Holy mackerel. What are you going to do, Rex? Do. (laughs) What do you think? Before we're through with him, he'll wish he never met the Lone Ranger. And what's more, it might give us a chance to get rid of that masked man. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. to continue our story. 
Tonto not only had been taken by Rex Norton's men, but Rex had recognized him as the Indian companion to the Lone Ranger. Tonto didn't try to deny his identity, since he knew it would be useless. He stood quietly, waiting to find out what Rex Norton intended to do. Yeah, this sure is luck, Rex. We wouldn't have known that masked hombre was around if we hadn't caught this redskin. That masked man's nobody's fool. All he has to do is trail the Indian after he misses him. Yeah, but how's he going to pick up the Indian's trail? You're going to start him on it, Hank. Me? You crazy? Nope. I know exactly what I'm doing. Jay says that Indian was in the store. That means he went there to buy something. That right, Jay? That's what I figured. He didn't know I was in there, as far as I know, till he come in. I saw him ride up and dismount. So he wasn't just hanging around town. Uh-huh. Then the Lone Ranger must have known he was going to the store. Go into that store, Hank. And if anybody comes in asking about this Indian, just say you saw him riding out this way, Savvy. And that'll put him on the right trail. And you'll ambush him before he gets here, is that it? No. I got other plans that you'll hear about later. I don't want the Indian to hear him, so take him out to the shaft and then get going to town. Right. After Tonto had been taken into the shaft and tied hand and foot, Hank mounted and rode to town. Meantime, the Lone Ranger waited for Tonto to return to camp with the supplies. It had been before noon when Tonto left for town, and as the afternoon wore on, the Lone Ranger became uneasy. He decided to go after Tonto. But not wanting to enter the town wearing his mask, he fixed a disguise, then put the mask on over it, so that he could remove it at the edge of town and make inquiries at the general store. Hank had already reached the store and lounged around with a few townsmen who usually loitered there. Hank noticed the tall stranger who entered and approached the storekeeper. Something for you, stranger? All I want right now is a little information. Well, now, if I can help you, I'll be glad to. I'm looking for an Indian who came here this morning for a few supplies. Well, now, there was only one Indian in here today. Well, he come in this morning, tall, muscular-looking, but he didn't buy nothing. Helped some hombre take out some things and didn't come back. Oh, I see. Well, thanks for the information. Hey, mister. Yes? I saw that Indian. Leastwise, the one I saw was tall and muscular-looking and riding a paint. Really? Where? I saw him riding out the West Trail early this afternoon, riding away from town. He, uh, moseying along like he might have been trailing somebody or something. Hmm. You say you saw him riding a paint? That's right. How could you tell he was tall if he was in the saddle? Well, that is, I, I sort of guess he was tall. Anyway, I thought maybe it might be the same Indian, so that's why I told you. Think he's the one you're looking for? Yes, he is. Thanks very much for telling me, mister. Adios. Glad to be of help. Adios. As the Lone Ranger walked toward the edge of town where he had left Silver, he did some quick thinking. Suddenly, he stepped between two buildings and waited, watching the hitch rack in front of the general store. He saw Hank come out of the store and glance up and down the street, then hurry to the hitch rack and mount. Hmm. Seems to be in a hurry. He's riding out the other end of town. I've got Silver and following. In a few minutes, the Lone Ranger reached the place where Silver was waiting. Putting his mask on, he mounted. Then he rode behind the building so as not to ride openly through town and headed in the direction Hank had taken. Meantime, Rex and his men prepared for the arrival of the Lone Ranger. 
The canyon was sort of funnel-shaped, or like the letter V, with sheer cliff walls along each side, meeting in a point at one end. Where the walls came to the point, there was an opening only big enough for a man or horse to go through. Tonto and Scout had been left just inside a mine shaft near the wide entrance to the canyon. There was another mine shaft near the pointed end. Rex spoke to the men. All right, men. We'll take the horses through the narrow opening at the other end of the canyon. And we'll leave them just outside. Then what? We'll walk back and wait in the shaft, the one that's near the narrow opening. From there, we can tell when the masked man goes into number one mine shaft where we put the Indian. Sure. But how do you know he'll go inside the shaft? Yeah. Because the Indian can see him when he rides up to the cabin here as he passes him out the number one shaft. We left the Indian ungagged so we can call out. <laughs> The Redskin don't know our plans. He didn't see what we did in there. I made sure of that. Now, let's get our horses through that narrow opening at the other end. That's where Hank will come back. He'll ride the back trail that leads to there. Now, let's get going. It was dusk when Hank reached the place just outside the narrow opening to the canyon, where the outlaw's horses were tied in a clump of trees. He dismounted and, leaving his own horse, walked through the opening to join the others. A few minutes later, the lone ranger approached the place. Hmm. You rode toward that narrow opening in the cliff just ahead. Who's it? What's the matter, big fellow? The lone ranger knew from Silver's actions that the great stallion had caught a strange scent. The breeze was blowing toward them, and Silver had caught the scent of other horses. His whinny had been a warning, and his master heeded it at once. I'll leave you here, Silver, and go forward on foot. Wait here, big fella, easy. Leaving Silver concealed by some big boulders, the masked man moved cautiously along the trail on foot, with his guns ready for instant action. In a few moments, he saw the group of horses tethered in the cottonwoods. There were horses in that grove of trees just outside the opening. I can get a look through there without being seen. Once more, he moved forward, leaving the trail and moving along in the brush until he reached the cliff wall. Then he edged along to the opening. Hearing the distant mumble of voices, he peeked around the edge of the opening. A short distance away, he saw Hank standing at the entrance to the second mine shaft, talking to the others. The Lone Ranger listened intently as they discussed their plan. Then, quickly retracing his steps, the Lone Ranger quietly turned all the outlaw's horses loose. Then, as they trotted away, he mounted Silver and headed for the west trail entrance to the small canyon. Ten minutes went by as the outlaws waited for their victim to arrive. Finally, they heard hoofbeats approaching the wide end of the canyon. Something's coming. Get ready to light that fuse, Jay. Take only about two minutes to reach that gunpowder I told you I'd planted in number one shaft. I'm ready. I got the matches right in my hand. You think it's him? Sure. Who else do you think it'd be? He's passing the entrance to number one shaft and heading toward the cabin. The Indian yelled out just like I knew he would. He rolled right into the shaft. Light that fuse quick. Right. Yeah, there it goes. That's the end of the masked man and the Indian. As soon as the Lone Ranger entered the shaft on silver, he hurriedly dismounted. Oh, Silver, oh, easy, steady. Then, plan something. If not good, you come. Quick, Otto. We cut those cords. There. Now, I have something to do that calls for fast work. I heard Rex Norton say he'd find some gunpowder here. Here, Silver. Quickly leaping to the saddle, the Lone Ranger stood up and reached over the beam across the entrance to number one shaft. 
Beads of perspiration broke out in his forehead as he felt for what he expected to find there. Got it. Not much time. Jumping from Silver's back with a can of gunpowder in his hand, he stepped outside the entrance. The outlaws had gone back into the other shaft for safety, and he noted that the sizzling flame of the fuse was coming close, and he was glad the canyon was not very long. He raised his arm and hurled the can of gunpowder with a still-burning fuse. It flew through the air, past the shaft where the outlaws were hiding, and it landed near the narrow opening at the far end. That will surprise them. Jumping back and taking Silver with him, he reached Tonto's side just as the explosion took place. Bring Scout outside, quick. Uh, what happened, Kimisabi? They had a can of gunpowder planted in here. I tossed it past the shaft where they were hiding to close a small end. Opening and far end closed now? Yes, and with my guns, I can keep them back in there. They left their horses outside that opening. The only way out for them now is this way. While they're still recovering from the shock tunnel, go get the sheriff quickly. I can keep them bottled up until you get back, but hurry. Uh, me get them, sheriff. Steady, scouts. Get them up, scout. Here comes the Indian. Tonto made it. These boulders are a perfect shield for me and you, Tonto. Throw some lead and let them know we're waiting. Since the outlaws were now on foot and the canyon was so narrow, they dared not attempt to pass where the Lone Ranger was waiting, and there was no other way out of the small canyon. Once they attempted to rush the masked man. Let's rush them, men! All together! Start throwing lead! I can throw lead too, huh, Silver? So, for almost an hour, the Lone Ranger, in his position of great advantage, held the outlaw gang at bay, until finally... We bring Marshal and Posse, Kimisabe. The Indian says you got a gang of outlaws hemmed up in here. That's right, Marshal. They're in the other mine shaft up there. Let's get them in. For a few minutes, the outlaws fought back from their meager hiding place. But it was a losing fight. And finally, they had to admit defeat. We, we give up. I'm here. Don't, don't shoot anymore. Then come out with your hands reaching, all of you. Keep them covered, men. All right, all right. Rex planned it all. Because of his plan to get that mess, man, we got into this mess. Rex? You mean this is Rex Norton's gang? Yes, Marshal, it is. I, I should have known that mess comrade pull a fast one. I don't know how he come to outsmart me this time. If I hadn't, Tuttle and I wouldn't be here. We'll see you in town, Marshal. You have enough men to take care of these outlaws. Easy, big fella. Easy. Get him up, Scout. Nothing. I don't know what it was he did to get you in the fix you was in when we found you. But when I heard about you rampaging all over the territory, I said the time had come when you'd meet up with the Omri that had put you where you belong. Yep. And I was thinking of the Lone Ranger when I said it, too.
This is a feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated, created and produced by George W. Trendle, directed by Charles D. Livingston, and edited by Fran Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer. Brace Beamer.